Hey, everybody, this is Steve. I just want to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's, uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-life plot holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steve and Izzy Hey everybody, I'm Steve And I'm Izzy And this is Everything, Everything I Learned From Movies Mini-episode Mini-episode and tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, we are celebrating five years in this podcasting game. Woo! Oh my god, Steve, it's been five years. Five long years. No, it's Five <laughs> agonite. Wait, what? <laughs> and also, uh, oddly enough, about uh, five years since I proposed to you. <gasps> it's true. Hi, and, Mr. Pickles. And, of course, absorb these obnoxious cats along with him. It's been five years since you made Steve the happiest, or you made Pickles the happiest cat in the world. <laughs> yep, I didn't expect him to last long, and look at him now, flourishing in our environment. Oh, really, we thought he was on his way out, and then Steve came into his life and just gave him another burst of energy. Yeah, back when he was only, what, 10 years old? Something like that. Like, yeah, (laughs) one one foot in the grave, this cat right here. No, he was like 12. Yeah, whatever. Flush him. Uh, But yeah, we're not here to talk about that. Or are we? No, Wait, what? Uh, We're here to celebrate five years with this wonderful podcast, and babe... You know we've had done nearly 500 episodes. Holy shit. I think it's like 460 something or something like that, but That's almost 100 a year. And I think <laughs> 200 of them were last year. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> let's see, twice a week, 52. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it catches up with you. Sometimes 3 a week. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, we had done like over 270 regular episodes, over 50 Patreon exclusives <gasps> at patreon.com slash movies. if you're not already on there. What the hell's wrong with you? How, but it's so expensive to donate to the Patreon and get those 50 exclusive episodes. Oh, babe, you'd be wrong because it's only $2 a month. <gasps> and sure, there's other, other levels that get you more stuff, but I mean, damn, 2 bucks a month? Come on. Right? Uh, we've also done like 35 interviews, uh, 30 or so of those Castaway episodes, plus that's back. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, yeah, just on and on and on. Um, but yeah, our, uh, our first episode, uh, back on February 10th, Hold 2016. On, I think we're too sober to talk about oh this. Oh my god, we are. In honor of our five <gasps> Ooh, what's that you got agonizing years of podcasting, just grinding through it, pushing. We have from Rogue Brewing, one of our favorite breweries, yeah. Dead in Dead. It's us! We're dead and dead! Uh, It is Dead Guy Ale, aged in Dead Guy Whiskey Barrels. Hell yeah. If you guys have not had Dead Guy Ale, you gotta get some. And Dead Guy Whiskey's really good. But uh, yes, a fabulous bottle. It has a skeleton drinking a beer, soaking in a whiskey barrel. (laughs) And this is a pitch black bottle. It is opaque, and it is a tall boy. Gee, I can only think of... One can opener to open this guy up. Let's see if it works. One can opener to rule them all. Let me a moment while I pop my top. 
Yeah. Oh. You got every single cat's attention. Oh, look at me, weird cats. this guy away over here <laughs> Cameron seems really confused by it all right she's like I'm afraid of it but Steve loves it so it must be good <laughs> and the poor yes this is a beautiful golden ale it's a little bit cloudy as is tradition wow you can smell the barrel that smells oh. like whiskey from here it smells like a man and it's not ashamed. <laughs> yeah, it's got mm. a uh, off-white mm. foamy head, lots of tiny bubbles. I think Steve oh. just came. Tiny bubbles getting me erect. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. The the bubbles taste like whiskey. I'm I'm in. Mm, mm -hmm. You can uh, you get a little bit of like peat moss, and um, I mean, just picture a man's study filled with leather-bound books and rich mahogany. This tastes like rich mahogany right here. <laughs> Oh, guys, this is decadent. Mm. It's got a little bit of sherry on it. It just sort of mm, smooths mm. out some of that, like, oakiness. And uh, you still get a good hop character. I am drooling after just sipping bubbles. Yeah, if you guys don't know, uh, the, the Dead Guy Ale, that's like a... Is it American Strong Ale? I think so. It's like it's like seven. Six, yeah, seven six or seven half. percent. Yeah, mm, it, it's, yeah. It's, it's a strong guy. Like, But it, but it's like on the hoppier end, too, being American. Yeah. Uh, so it's almost like a... Yeah, it's definitely like a, West Coast hopped, so it's yeah. extremely hoppy, but it's also super malty and, like, bready on the end, so it balances it out. It's just a really big, bold beer. Yeah. Also, if you go to a rogue brewery on your birthday, they will give you, like, what is it, like, a three-liter uh, mug of it for free? <laughs> Went for my birthday twice, and they gave me the... Remember? They gave me the huge... I don't think it was a three-liter. I think it was a one-liter mug, maybe. Oh, no, it was bigger than that. Because I oh, pictures shit, of right. bigger That's than right. my head. That's right. That was a big one. Man. Because we went one year and we had a brand new waiter and we convinced him to give me the barrel-aged chocolate stout. Oh, yeah. And I had to right. split it with everybody and we got trashed. Yeah, you and were. then he came by about two-thirds of the way through and was like, I was supposed to just give you the dead guy ale, so enjoy. Yeah. Uh, and then the next year we could not convince them to do that. <laughs> big shout out to that guy, wherever he may be employed now. Right. But definitely not Rogue Brewing. No, it's fantastic. Aww. Rogue Brewing's amazing. Oh, they're so good. They're the ones that uh, inspired us to be homebrewers because yeah. uh, their oh, head yeah. brewer was giving us a tour. At the and he was fucking wasted. smashed. <laughs> and we're like, well, if this drunk asshole can do it, why not us? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Whew. Yeah. <sighs> Trips down memory lane, like our first episode. That's right. Back on February 10th, 2016. Uh, do you remember what movie we talked about? Wow, that was literally the day before you proposed. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. that came out holy cow yeah um was it tremors five yeah tremors five bloodlines Woo! <laughs> in fact uh after we go through a couple of our uh, questions and stuff um the the first couple episodes we did were um we'll say they're rough they're very rough uh mostly because I didn't know how to not use the laptop microphones and uh <laughs> you'll notice a little difference in my cadence of voice because I uh, edited it up a bit, um, and it's at the end of this uh, mini-episode, so I guess oh, this is a fully episode. Snap. 
podcast voice is real. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's real. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I remember you used to do sort of like a weird southern twang thing when you would get nervous on the podcast. Are you doing that in that episode? Southern twang thing. You'd sort of do like a little bit of a hailbilly thing when we'd record stuff. Uh, like honestly, I have videos. no idea what you're talking about. You don't remember the had a homebrew video we tried to make? Nope. Blocked it out, huh? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, let me know. Uh, judge for yourself, I guess. Um, ain't going through it though. We reference a lot of movies we did for future episodes, <laughs> like dozens of them. And uh, wait, wait. So you're saying that we definitely like have a poll we that we uh, we draw from? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, enjoy that. But some of you guys had some questions for us. Uh, you know, with our five years of podcasting expertise. <laughs> Oh yeah, we also asked like what some of your favorite episodes and stuff were, and uh, we got some responses. Uh, Liz at Nerdy Bitches Pod, uh, she said, obviously our faves are Zeus and Roxanne and the man who wasn't there, featuring the Goot. <laughs> oh, the Goot! It inspired them to do a whole uh, Goot month. That's right, Gootember or whatever they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely check out those episodes because you know Liz and or Heather joined us on those episodes. It was uh, pretty fantastic. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next for, uh, let's see, Brendan, um, at WWTT podcast, uh, he said, my favorite moment is when we all realized there were multiple versions of Showgirls 2. Super sexy sequel September was great because Izzy was in hilarious agony. Oh my God. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. Uh, but his question, who is the female equivalent of Nicolas Cage? <gasps> I feel like we've talked about this before. I thought we did too. Uh... We say like, uh, we were thinking Taya Leone, but it's like no, she's no, just no, a no. lifeless she, vessel. She's a lifeless but... vessel. No, no, no. I'm thinking of somebody who has done really good stuff, made mistakes, and then come back to do really good stuff. And uh, oh my god, my brain! I can picture her face, but my brain just blanked. Santa Clarita Diet. Drew Barrymore. I think Drew Barrymore is probably. I could. Like, yeah. not really giving a fuck about what people think about her anymore. Used to care way too much. Made some fabulous stuff. Made some real trash. And then has come back to really, like, steal America's hearts. Yeah, get, get into that, that niche that she makes for herself kind of thing. Yeah. 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 yeah I can see that. I mean, uh, the, the one that always comes up is, you know, you think of someone who won an Academy Award literally out of nowhere and then made some trash immediately after and then kind of got a career afterwards. Everybody thinks Halle Berry, but Halle Berry probably did her better stuff before she got the Academy Award. I mean, I mean, I mean you know, yeah. I, I, okay, I, I had this thought. Mm -hmm. Helena Bottom Carter. Mm. I mean, think about it. She, you know, she did a lot of, a lot of early movies she got recognition for. I don't think she ever won an Academy Award or anything, but now she just kind of pops up. She, she has that character that she can do. And she does it magnificently. See, I think she's almost like a reverse Keanu. Whereas Keanu's um, doing his best stuff now. She did her best stuff first. But they both sort of just do one character. Hmm. Alright, well, uh... I mean, really, let's just face it. She's a female Johnny Depp. They're yeah, the well, same thing. Uh, they both yeah, did their best yeah. stuff when they were young. They've both sort of just spiraled off into insanity. Made bad choices and do one character. Hmm. How about Hilary Swank? Uh, I'm just trying to think of, like, Academy Award winners who have made questionable decisions since then. I mean, when you start off as the next Karate Kid, I mean, what can right? you do? where can I you mean, go from there? I don't know. I mean, is it, like, Kathy Bates? Did she, like... Except I mean, for she only makes gold. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, she has to make bad stuff first, you know, like the water boy or... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, I mean, I feel like she's somebody who's wildly talented and will, and at this point just does stuff because it's fun, like coming out of retirement to play... The, uh, the owner of a pot's shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. That show got canceled. That was fun. Yeah. I was actually surprised it lasted two years. But yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's one of those things where it's like, I'm sad I got disappointed. I'm, I'm sad it, it disappeared. I also fully understand why. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's pretty good. Uh, what's, what's it called? Just shit. It's a pot pun. Yeah, I don't remember. But you guys know the when Kathy Bates sold pot. <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, also stars friend of the podcast, Tara Sands, for a couple episodes. Yeah. She's the talking plants. <laughs> yeah, so I hope that answered your question. No, I probably didn't. <laughs> uh, next, we have Diana at H E A M cast. That's yeah! Happily Ever Aftermath cast. Uh, what movie have you covered totally defied your expectations? Like, wow, that wasn't the dumpster fire I thought it was? Or how could you blow all this opportunity? Oh, for the second one, definitely it was Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. That movie had the, like, that movie was already made. You just had to make a couple of episodes of Avatar into one movie. Yeah, all you needed to do was get a decent director and or writer involved, and instead you got M. Night? Come on, guys. Yeah, like, you already have a beautiful story, story arc, interesting characters, a lush, gorgeous world full of interesting things, and just even the commercials for it looked good. Yeah. Oh, you know which one defied my expectations? Hmm. Life Force. Oh yeah. I mean, How... I, I was expecting a shitstorm. It is that, but it is actually competently it's a done in a way shit for what storm. it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's that that movie went from like. Oh my god, space vampires too! Holy shit, I think this might be one of my top ten movies of all time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, uh, I'll throw this one out there. Remember when we did uh, 0% on Rotten Tomatoes month? Mm-hmm. We, I think we actually done like eight or nine of them. Yeah. Um, Ballistic X versus Sever. Was not a, it's not no. a zero movie. No, not at all. Like, no. it, it's it, it's a dumb action movie, don't get me wrong. Oh, but... and it is it is a perfect time capsule of its, of its era. Oh, yeah. It is very 2000. Or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Lucy Liu versus uh, Antonio Banderas? Yeah. Come on, guys. How much, more, how much more sex do you need on screen? That's right. <laughs> drip, drip. All right. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully that answered your question. Uh, Eddie at Eddie whooping the axe. Or is uh, it which? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie the whip. No. Uh, if there is any episode slash movie you could do over again with any past guest, what and with who? Hmm. I mean, we got that chance again with uh, w- with Queen of Baywatch. We did the interview with... Uh, oh, with Alexandra Paul. Oh, Alexandra okay, Paul. yeah, yeah, doing the interview again. Yeah, 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 that was pretty... <laughs> I'm like, and the second what? interview was better than the first one that we lost. Yeah, she yeah, She opened yeah. up a lot more. Yeah, she definitely did. Oh, oh she was so awesome. Oh, and she so has a twin! <gasps> Who's a, twi- a firefighter? A firefighter in San Francisco! I know, who lived, like, within ten miles of us. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. check out that interview, along with our 30-plus others. Great. Everything I learned from movies. The only episodes, okay, the the, the ones I'm, uh, I mean, this is also why I want to know, like, with our remastered Tremors 5 and stuff, I still have some of the original ones, so, I mean, we already kind of redid Congo with uh, Besotted Geek, just to try it. Uh, we did, 
do fa the full-length commentary of Face Off with Katie watching it for the first time. Yes. That was a lot of fun, but it's always like, oh, do we need to just do like a Face Off episode again? But, I, yeah. but I'd want to show it to somebody else who had never seen it before. I know, it was really fun doing it. You know what, I would like to redo some of our, like, our full-length commentaries and just do them in condensed versions. Yeah, oh, like uh, Big Trouble in Little China? Like Big Trouble in Little China, or um, probably still my favorite episode to date when we had Scott on to do Deep Blue Sea. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that guys, that is probably the best episode we've done so oh, far. Oh, we got pretty drunk for that one. It was fantastic. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I believe that's episode forty-six, forty-seven. It was only like the second guest we had had on at that right. point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll go with those. Uh, Mario at Soup Complex. That's S O U P Complex. Uh, what are the five best beers you've tasted during the run of the show? Ooh, Ooh that's hard. I mean, I, I know the one we've done the most. What's the one we've done the most, Steve? You went to Baba Black Lager. We've done that like five oh, or six times. Oh, that is one of our favorite yeah. beers. And, and it's it, easy to get while we're here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. I know we, we got a couple of like limited edition things that we got originally like for our wedding and or for... Um, our anniversary we ended up doing for the podcast like remember when we did the uh um 50 50 brewing yep, yep. Uh, platinum edition eclipse what, the eclipse yep yep i have that on my list we bought that yep. at our wedding we were gonna have it for our first anniversary and we decided nope let's do it for the podcast that's right uh yeah 50 50 eclipse uh, imperial stout definitely up there oh. um it's fantastic if you can get it yeah uh, if you i can mean get it Elevation 66, they had the oh, Ramble yeah. Tamble Red and uh, the Caber Tosser Scotch Ale. Mm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, anything from Anchor is good. Anchor Steam, the Anchor Porter, oh, the... Anchor Bach. Oh, the Anchor that. Bach. We, have, we still have technically one bottle in the fridge we found in the back of a box. Oh. It's upstairs. Mm, may have to get that. May have to get that on uh, an episode soon. <laughs> we may have to do that an episode outside if that's a bottle bomb. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have a, a bucket nearby. <laughs> and I mean, of course, one of Steve's favorites. I know we've done multiple times on this here podcast. Uh, Old Rasputin. Oh yeah, Old Rasputin. Yeah, basically, uh, that's just it. You almost have to go like by type because Imperial Stouts will win almost every time. It's Ooh, like, yeah. hey, do you want this random ass Imperial Stout or mm -hmm. you know an international yeah. lager? It's like, yeah, the Stout. Come on. Would you like the uh, Narwhal Imperial Stout or would you like uh, the special edition barrel aged version we went and got from the brewery itself? Yeah. Oh. Man, we've had some beer adventures. Hopefully we'll be able to have them again at the next uh, Homebrew Con or Woo! Great America Beer Festival. When and if those are things again. Yeah. It's weird that, like, like people always talk about, you know, I mean, alcohol's usually a journey for people, but usually it's it led to my ruin and yeah. uh, and I came back from it. For us, beer has taken us to some really fun places and yeah. had us meet some really nice people. Yeah, absolutely. A lot, a lot of great people. And you know what? I think a l the part of the reason why it's been enjoyable for us is we don't like to just drink to get trashed oh no no yeah we yeah. want to taste the beer luckily we know how to uh how to keep ourselves comfortable before it gets yeah. uh pukey and unlikable oh puking <laughs> is the worst guys it's true uh yeah so uh let's see stork from besotted geek pod who Never are they steve yeah i have no idea uh his question <laughs> why nick cage um stork my question why not nick cage yeah uh, only because he's the greatest living actor. I yeah. mean, prove me wrong. Ooh, what about Daniel Day-Lewis? He's a fucking shoemaker now. Yeah, he makes Cobbler, shoes, he's gone. Will. 
<laughs> and still, uh, yeah, he's better. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, I think 2021 is going to be like a big resurgence in Nick Cage. I mean, it started with the Netflix thing. I mean, that was kind of yeah. hokey-dokey here and there. But, um, I mean, heck, by, by the time you're listening to this, we will have watched, uh, what is it? Uh, Prisoners of the Ghost Land uh, yeah. at Sundance here in a couple. Uh, gosh, tomorrow, uh, peek behind tomorrow. the curtain. Uh, and then, yeah, tonight, February 12th. Tonight. Willie's Wonderland. Big. Oh, shit. What's the plot of Willie's Wonderland? Uh, Nick Cage being a homeless drifter, getting a job at an amusement park, and then having to fight sentient amusement park rides. Yep. <gasps> Fucking perfect. Plus, you got, uh, what's the one coming in March? Um,. Uh, the unbearable pressure of oh yeah the unbearable weight of massive talent or whatever yeah. like that's coming up soon uh fuck there was another one I, there's like pig coming out soon um yeah a lot of nick cage coming yeah. up uh because you know apparently last year he had a couple in the can and then you know rona happened and then this year he's still just making that content yeah, <laughs> yeah all right so really why nick cage he is an actor who is literally down to do like anything. And at this point he sort of hit a point in his career where he doesn't really have any fucks left to give. He's done. He only wants to do interesting roles and whether that's what you consider a good role or not is doesn't really even matter. He wants to try playing a hobo. He wants to try playing a weatherman. He wants to go make an an adventure movie. Yeah. 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 It's like everything. Yeah, he, he, he's experimenting with his craft, which is acting, um, as opposed to giving zero fucks and uh, doing a bullshit diehard commercial like Bruce Willis or something. Oh, I mean, God, okay, the way that commercial is even edited, you can tell he... He I, has I no fucks left to give. Zero fucks, but he's like, oh, you're going to give me $5 million to be in this commercial? Sure. Where's the script? I'm just going to kind of shit it, it out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Bruce, I am disappointed. Yeah, but but you know what? He, I mean, not not that he was a super engaged actor anyway. I mean, I mean he, he was hitting it hard for 25 years, you know, hit after hit after hit. And, you know, he can retire. I'm cool with it. Yeah. I mean, it's just Nick Cage is what, roughly the same age, came mm-hmm. out around the same time and stuff. And he's just like, instead of, you know, just taking money and giving out bullshit, he's like, you know what? It's not about the money. I'm going to, you know, hone in my craft. Yeah. So that's why a stork. Suck it. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jason at Bad Ideas Podcast. That's right. The history of bad ideas. Kobe! Yeah. Cool Ranch says hi. Hey. <laughs> squeak, squeak. <laughs> uh, why does Utah get lots of snow and Ohio doesn't? Also, why are Nick Cage fans delusional? Oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, for the snow, it's the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. We catch I, it. And honestly, up until a week ago... We, we had like no snow. Yeah, yeah there was no snow oh, was so on the scary. ground for like Christmas and New Year's and stuff. And then yeah, like the was it January twenty second or something like yeah. that. We got a couple inches, and then every two or three days since. But yeah, we have, like last year we had that big like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. three foot of yep. snowstorm, and uh, but yeah, nothing like that this year. No, uh, th- no Thanksgiving in Reno this year for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was super fun. Well, you'd have just been here shoveling sidewalks with me, so. <laughs> oh, no, I'd let you do that. I would let you do that. Oh, well, thanks, babe. <laughs> now, make me a sandwich. No. Uh, and, and, yeah, why are Nick Cage fans delusional? We're not. I, I mean, okay, obviously there are a lot of people that are different from us. Like, they like watching Nick Cage movies 
the same way some people like watching train wrecks or, or you know car re- car crashes because it gets them yeah. off. We, yeah. We've all seen that Academy Award winning movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I saw. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, we've already gone over this. Uh, ooh, and our last one from Nerdly Out Loud at Nerdly Pod. What is the best Nick Cage movie ever, and why is it Willy's Wonderland? Well, I think we already kind of covered that, but uh, yeah, it's coming out tonight, guys. We're going to be watching it. Uh, oh, we're going to be watching it. I don't know. I'm I'm reserved after Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, Jiu-Jitsu. I, I really want it to be great. Yeah. And Jiu-Jitsu, I do not blame anybody who was in Jiu-Jitsu. I know they are all phenomenal at their craft. I blame the fucking script. It needed some honing in, and I blame the editing. Yeah. Yeah, it was not the best. And, yeah. uh, and oh, man, the way they did Elaine Moosey in that movie. but um, They did him wrong. But, yeah, Willy's Wonderland, I, I mean, I, I feel like they're embracing the full cage mode. I hope so. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Are we gonna watch it tonight? Yeah, absolutely. Opening night. Um, yeah. I mean, we've already <laughs> seen a movie that hasn't come out yet, starring Nick Cage, thanks to Sundance. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so yeah. Thank you guys for five wonderful years. Yeah. Um, of course, you know where to hit us up. Izzy's at untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. That's right. And we're at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Yeah. Coming up April 10th. Podcart Fest. You know it. You love it. <gasps> it's going to be so much fun. Oh, my God. Oh, and our guest. Special guest. Oh, it's going to be so fucking fantastic. Special guest. Uh, that's at Podcart Fest. P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for all the latest. And tell your friends or artist friends. See if yeah. they want to become a part of it. Because we're expecting a lot of people to show up to this with our guests. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Here's a uh, coming up is our edited first episode for Tremors Five Bloodlines. Uh, hope you enjoy. It. Let us know what you think. Let me know if I should even consider uh, doing uh, redoing or editing some of our earlier episodes. Yeah, let us know. And thank you guys all so much for making this happen. It would be really hard to go five years and not have a single download. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is. Everything I learned from movies. And here, here you go. We have a situation in Africa. There's been another attack. You've got real boys. Worms. Sure as hell ain't Mickey Mouse. From Universal Pictures comes the next chapter in the Tremors saga. The bitch is back. Load every gun. Come to Africa, we'll have some laughs, eat some games. Tremors 5, Bloodlines, own it on Blu-ray, DVD, and Digital HD. I think you'll find this useful. Where'd you get this? You don't want to know. I like your style. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Steve, and I'm here with the lovely Izzy. Hey! And uh, we're here for everything I learned from movies. Woo! I guess uh, this episode today, we'll be talking about, uh, well, it was a new release a couple months ago on Netflix, but it's, uh, it's true. Tremors, 5. <laughs> Tremors 5, Bloodlines. Izzy, what do you think about the, tre- the Tremors franchise? Are you a fan? The Tremors franchise is one of the greatest franchises that has ever franchised. Thank <laughs> you so much. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> I think it's all right. I'm not going to lie. It has its... It's charms. It's amazing, and you know it. It's all right. It's amazing. Yeah. 
So we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, that movie and whether or not you should see it. Um, you should. Spoiler uh, alert. Spoiler alert. You probably should see it. Uh, and you might want to see some of the uh, the ones beforehand. Well, all right. So the whole like Tremors universe, you gotta, you really, you gotta start from the beginning. Oh, and it's a cinematic universe. Let's let's not get that confused out. Oh, all. absolutely. It's an alternate reality. <laughs> I mean, we've got Burt Gummer, who's a survivalist, who's a side character in the first one, but who, by the way, is married to Reba McIntyre in the first one. Let's let's start right there. The first uh, first Tremors <laughs> movie released back in 1990 starred uh, legend Kevin Bacon. As well as the legendary character actor Fred Ward. Yes, Revo- my f- one of my favorite childhood movies because my parents are those parents. As well as uh, Reba McIntyre and Michael Gross as the married couple uh, Burton. What was Reba's name in that? Oh, that's a great question. We'll say Burton Reba Gummer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it also stars Egg Chen from uh, Big Trouble in Little yeah! China. Don't recall his name, but I'm sure it's pretty similar. And uh, uh, Mr. Wong. I'm pretty sure. Mr. Wong? I don't remember. I'm a horrible, horrible fan. Eh, check IMDb. Fun fact, it was directed by Ron Underwood. Uh, he also directed City Slickers, Mighty Joe Young, Pluto Nash, and then a bunch of TV episodes after that. So, you know, kind of the peak of his career, maybe, right there in the early 90s? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's my childhood. All right, so just to backtrack a little bit, Reba's character is Heather. Ooh. Yeah. We also have uh, Tony uh, Gennaro as Miguel, who's in quite a few of them. He survives quite a while. (laughs) And, of course, Uncle Nestor. And Victor Wong plays Walter uh, Chang. So, if you were to summarize the plot of the first movie... Well, what it is, it's a small Nevada town called Perfection, where everybody pretty much gets along without the big cities, you know, frills and all that. And uh, these giant subterranean carnivorous worms hatch in the desert and proceed to destroy the town and attempt to consume all of all of his occupants. They are saved by the cunning of Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward with a little help from explosives from uh, our good friend, Burt Gummer. Excellent. Uh, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, but it's a survival movie. Uh, definitely check the, the original out. It's a lot it, of It holds up, too. Absolutely. It, it really does. Yeah, tw- 25 years later? Yeah, well, they don't rely on CG in that. It's all, like, puppets and animatronics, so you don't look at it and go, like, oh, that sucked. <laughs> Excellent. And then uh, a mere a scant six years later uh, comes Tremors Two: Aftershocks, uh, starring yeah. starring Fred Ward once again. And uh, there's a new twist on these giant uh, subterranean worms called Shriekers. Yes. So in the second one, Fred Ward's kind of spent all his money from uh, his graboid fame. By the way, the subterranean creatures are called graboids. Oh, uh, graboids. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Mr. Chang names them before spoiler alert by the way 25 year old spoiler alert does it still count (laughs) if you haven't seen it you shouldn't be listening to this podcast probably (laughs) but uh anyway uh they they name it in his honor um but he spent all his money kevin bacon has run off with uh, the cute seismologist he meets in the first film and so fred ward is looking to make a little extra cash and so they find a graboid out in mexico and he's supposed to go and kill it well they find a bunch of them 
So he's out there hunting with this young gun guy whose name I do not remember because he's completely insignificant. He's just annoying. But uh, Fred Ward is amazing. Who's, who's the guy from X Files? We'll just call him that. <laughs> oh, he's all right. We'll just call him Crycheck for Crycheck, now. <laughs> Crycheck, yes. <laughs> Good looking and obnoxious. Good he's Crycheck. This guy doesn't last too long. Yeah. Yeah. So at any rate. <laughs> Good-looking, obnoxious guy, and Fred Ward. He's not really that even good-looking. Not Fred, Fred Ward, Ward. The other guy is. Oh, okay. Um, like, Fred Ward's fucking handsome. You take that Oh, back. oh, absolutely. I would tap that any day. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, they're killing the Graboids, all is hunky-dory in Mexico. And uh, all of a sudden, they find one that's been completely, like, hollowed out. Like, it's breached itself up on the Earth. It's hollowed out. And all of a sudden, they're dealing with uh, one worm turns into three of these small, bipedal, heat-seeking little guys called shriekers and they call them that because as soon as they sense heat they scream and a bunch of them swarm and consume you so they look pretty much like those uh chomper things from ninja turtles if i remember correctly pretty much yeah (laughs) but and they are blind other than their heat-seeking ability uh the fun fact about the shriekers is uh if they eat too much they throw up an egg which hatches into another one hmm yeah very dangerous foes indeed yeah, you you want to you want to make sure you keep them out of the supplies, which leads us to the third one. It leads us to the third one. Tremors three, Back to Perfection, released five years after that in two thousand one. Star of that one, of course, is Michael Gross reprising his role as Burt Gummer. Yeah, and uh, there's yet another version of these worm creatures. So it turns out in the life cycle of a graboid <laughs> and a shrieker, the shrieker is not the final stage. No. The shriekers then uh, they kind of molt and become this fantastic flying creature that also hunts via um, infrared, but they have a special thing they can fly. Well, they can glide. But it's not like they have they have little tiny wings and kind of a fat chunky body, so to propel themselves like a bee. Exactly. But unlike a bee, to propel themselves, they have a uh, chemical mixture in their rear end that allows them to blast into the air and kind of lunge upon the, upon their prey and so are called ass blasters. Whoa. Because we all gotta love the ass blasters. <laughs> and these guys are the final stage in the life cycle. These guys lay the eggs, which then hatches and becomes graboids. Excellent. I wonder how they uh, make it through that adventure. We'll have to see. Again, Ooh. that's Tremors 3 back to perfection. Oh, one more thing about the ass blasters, in case, you know, for survival tips. So, unlike the shriekers, who just make more shriekers if they eat too much food, they just throw another one up. The ass blasters will go into a coma if they eat too much food. So, if you've got ass blasters you want them to consume all of your supplies and they'll go into coma and you can capture them which is actually how at the end of the third movie they sell uh, they sell one unconscious one to a pair of gentlemen who are absolutely not supposed to be uh siegfried and roy absolutely not not even a little bit they're called like friedrich and stan or something <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> friedrich and troy <laughs> yeah but, like essentially <laughs> Nice. People are screaming at their computers right now. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you should guys do some fucking research. <laughs> Speaking of research, director of Tremors 3 was Brent Maddock. He may best be known as a writer of the original Tremors, as yeah. well as uh, other classics like Short Circuit. Yes. Uh, Ghost Dad. Oh, yeah. American classic. And one of another one of your favorite movies of all time. Wild Wild West. <laughs> oh, yeah. That movie is underrated. It's uh, not it, as bad as everyone wants it to be. 
It's true. It's true. It really is. I mean, Giant Mechanical Spider, whatever, it was going to be in a Superman movie, apparently, yeah. or whatever. I don't know, but... That movie's not as bad. That's like Waterworld. Everybody goes like, Waterworld okay. is terrible. Wild, Waterworld's Wild not that bad. Wild, Wild West or Tremors 3? Ooh, Tremors 3. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Do you have any notes on Tremors 4? Of course I do. All right. Uh, but first, between 3 and 4, there was a uh, short-lived TV <laughs> series on Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, there was. Back when it was Sci-Fi, before it was Siffy or whatever it is now. Called Tremors, obviously. Where again, Michael Gross, really the star of the Tremors franchise. He he truly is the icon and the mascot of the Tremors. Also, some of you may be asking, who's Michael Gross and why should I know who that person is? Do you remember the dad from Family Ties back in the eighties? Yeah, you do. Yeah, that's him. (laughs) Um, Picture him with assault rifles. (laughs) (laughs) Picture him as a survivalist slash ex marine. They're very vague on his background. Yeah, exactly. He just. He just knows some shit. Anyway, Tremors TV series only lasted one season. Shocker, I didn't know it existed until we started uh, Googling. (laughs) So I actually thought it was another movie for the longest time because I would catch parts of it on TV. And then I would be like, oh, no, there's a movie where like Juan's daughter goes and takes care of the cattle and the cattle keep getting eaten by El Blanco. Oh, that's what I forgot to mention in the third one. So very important. Imperfection. There is one graboid that is left living. And his name is El Blanco because he's an albino. And that also means that he's sterile. So he can never transform to the next phase. And so therefore he's relatively harmless other than coming out of the ground and swallowing your car whole. Next phase being shriekers if you forgot the life cycle. Yes. So um, the people of perfection in the third movie, the other, the C story plot that they're having to deal with is uh, one of the children who's part of the first movie, Marty. I'm blanking on his name. He's an obnoxious Uh. kid. But uh, he becomes a real estate mogul and he wants to completely turn all of perfection into just like condos. But they've got to get rid of all of the graboids because, uh, you know, they're very, very dangerous. But also they're considered now an endangered species, according to the government. Because, you know, you have to protect those things that will swallow your car whole, as mentioned before. I believe Poltergeist was based on... Oh, wait, wait. It's it's similar to Poltergeist. Not the uh, ghosts or whatever, just giant earthworms that will eat everything you own and you. Yeah, kind of. More like the sandworms from uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yes. But yeah, so anyway, uh, as long as El Blanco stays in the valley, then uh, the people of perfection don't have to sell their homes and turn it into condos because it's like a nationally protected sanctuary for El Blanco. And the reason he stays in perfection is because the, the valley of perfection is surrounded by granite mountains that he can't burrow through. So he can't get to the next big town, Bigsby. That's right. Good old Bigsby, Nevada. So, yeah. So, El Blanco. By the way, the kid's name, Melvin. Melvin. That's you right. so close with the Marvin thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, El Blanco plays prominently in the series uh, because uh, he kind of is what brings tourists to his perfection and allows everybody to make a living. And some of you may be wondering, how could this incredible TV series have only lasted one season on the Sci-Fi Network when Babylon 5 lasted, I think, forever? At least I'm pretty seasons? sure it's yeah. still going. Yeah, it might still be. <laughs> well, the episodes were aired out a little out of order, so it was very confusing to the, I don't know, couple dozen people that watched it. You know what, Steve? Let's just say mistakes <laughs> were made. <laughs> CEOs were fired. The Sci-Fi channels never made mistakes. I don't know if you're aware of this. Oh, I know. I saw Minotaur, Legend of the Labyrinth. <laughs> but have you seen Megacroc versus 
Crocosaurus or I don't know. No, but we did watch Shark. Well, what was we that? We watched uh, all the Sharknados. Oh, no, we saw Jersey Shore Shark Attack Jersey for my Shore birthday. Jersey Shore Shark Attack. Uh, which, if you've ever wanted to see Joey Fatone eaten by a shark, that's your movie. That's definitely the point. <laughs> oh, my God, Joey Fatone got eaten by a freaking shark. <laughs> Best birthday present ever. Some other characters in that Tremors movie, uh, there's a guy who's basically a poor man's Kevin Bacon. It's true. Um, but he just comes back to start the business or whatever at the... Like an adventure business? What was it? Uh, it was in like... the third movie, there's a guy, it's uh, like adventure, something Jack. Yeah. Uh, like Graboy Jack or something, who's running a kind of a chamois touristy thing through the valley, um, kind of pretending to have uh, his his vehicle. He loads up his little like turry jeep, touristy jeep up with all the tourists. And then uh, he has his friends like pretend to act like it's being attacked by Graboids to bring tourists in and make some money. Very nice. Uh, another character actor you may see in the series if you do decide to see it, which... Which you should. You should. Yeah, okay, why not? Uh, Dean Norris, who you might know as the uh, guy from Breaking Bad. He's the uh, brother-in-law <laughs> of uh, <coughs> Brian Cranston's character in that. Nice. Basically plays a bureaucratic kind of uh, EPA guy in that. He, he's basically the one there kind of defending El Blanco from being blown up. Or yes, something. that's right. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. interesting. Uh, there's also a couple, He's the government uh, official who's in charge of El Blanco and making sure that whatever activities happen in the valley doesn't affect this poor endangered species. Indeed. What are your thoughts on Rosalita? Rosalita's pretty spectacular. Yeah. So Rosalita is... Um, I'm a terrible, terrible fan. She's basically the love interest. She's the love interest, kinda. but she's also the niece of the Hispanic gentleman who runs the cattle farm in the first and second movie, and I believe maybe part of the third. <laughs> Spoiler uh, alert! I believe his name's Harlow Winnemucca. No, well, Is maybe that that's the... his... Re- no. 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 Oh, no, no, no. No, okay. I, yeah, yeah. You're talking from the like first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that, so anyway. she's supposed to be his niece, who's from Las Vegas. Vegas? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Miguel. Tony uh, Gennaro plays uh, Miguel, and so it's his niece. She takes over his cattle ranch. She's definitely to, not a stripper. She's an exotic dancer. I believe we revealed in the, like the sixth episode. Once so, again, if you're listening really to this, it took that long. and you're like really upset about spoilers, you just turn this off now. <laughs> So Rosalita, as far as like perpetuating the plot and everything, she basically just has full full lips and pert nipples, right? And high heels. That's true. Yeah, from time to time she has heels, even though she's yeah, she, running a farm. Basically. She she mucks out the cattle yeah. cattle paddocks in her heels. Oh, and she wears a lot of crop tops. Oh, she does. Yes, and right. no bras. Uh, bras just get in the way, right? Right. <laughs> so anyway, one season of the Tremors TV series, uh, and then the following year, two thousand four, came Tremors four: The Legend Begins. All right, so Tremors four is a prequel, and it shows how Burt Gummer's ancestors came to the Valley of Perfection, along with uh, some other characters, which may seem reminiscent of other people you see in the small town of Perfection. Uh, it's uh, in Gold Rush era times, eighteen eighty nine. There we go, 1889. And it turns out that Bert Gummer's ancestors were pansies. They did not know how to use weapons. Uh, by the way, Bert Gummer's ancestor is played by Michael Gross. So, you know, you don't, so you don't get confused. 
I would not say it is the strongest film in the Tremors franchise, but definitely worth a watch. I mean, if you're three in, you might as well be four in. Be- become a completionist. Yeah, <laughs> just just finish it off. And, it's it's really fun. And I believe they're referred to as dirt dragons because isn't like in uh, like yes. a Chinatown kind of area. Well, like because a- uh, uh, Victor Wong's character from the first one, Chang, his ancestors are there as well, starting up the first shop. You know, as as Chinese Americans did, having you know goods to trade and sell, and uh, yeah. So as as Vic- Victor named them in the first movie, he so names them in the prequels as well. Well, he doesn't. His ancestors do. Again, it's a cinematic universe, so exactly you know, very very rich. And... Hey, I mean, <laughs> yeah. At least for southern Southern Nevada. And so after Tremors Four comes our latest, a scant eleven years later. Yeah. Tremors 5, Bloodlines, currently available on Netflix and probably any other streaming outfit. Well, um, you know, only where the finest films are shown. Absolutely. So this adventure is uh, directed by Don Don Michael Paul. Woo! Uh, you probably don't know his name, but he's done some great movies like uh, Half Past Dead, Who's Your Caddy, Lake Placid, The Final Chapter, <laughs> Sniper Legacy, Jarhead 2, Feel the Fire, <laughs> and is currently uh, directing Kindergarten Cop 2, starring the great Dolph Lundgren. This is a guy who I would like to call up, call like a, the cleanup crew. <laughs> when your franchise is on its last legs and you just need balls to the wall ridiculous, I feel like this is the guy you call in. You go, you know, I get about $35, a six pack, and a bunch of film. <laughs> Have at it. <laughs> I would agree. However, that being said, this movie, not bad at all. Oh, no, it could have been so much worse. It was better than it had to be. Absolutely. So, all right, if I may talk about the plot of this movie. Go for it. As somebody who is not, you know, was not indoctrinated into Tremors the same way I was, who, you know, wasn't your favorite childhood movie. It's true. Uh, (laughs) This movie picks up, uh, obviously, a decade or so later um, after the major events. Burt Gummer is uh, filming a survivalist show in uh, southern Nevada, New Mexico, somewhere in the desert somewhere. And he is approached by a motorcycling... Crazy person? A, a crazy person, yeah. He's like like X Games, but about 15 years older than anyone who's ever been in the X Games. <laughs> and uh, uh, says, hey, I uh, hear you need a new uh, cameraman, blah, blah, blah. Uh, played by Jamie Kennedy. Sorry, I probably should have mentioned that. All right. So I just have to say, like, when Jamie Kennedy, his whole intro, like, oh, it's hot out here. And then he proceeds to completely clad down in black leather and ride like a bat out of hell across the desert and <laughs> almost kill himself a bunch of times just in like the first four minutes. I just kept thinking, oh, this is Tony Hawk's dad. <laughs> like now. <laughs> Possibly true. Um, anyway, they meet up, introduce themselves. Um, and then they're also approached by a South African gentleman who looks somewhat Middle Eastern, um, but <laughs> comes up and offers them a job because apparently there's a graboid in South Africa. Dun, dun, dun. This one's a little different. <laughs> hey, hey, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. All right. So, so, so thus far in the universe, the graboids and all of their progeny have been uh, mostly located in the southern part of North America. They've been in Mexico. They've been down into some parts, I believe, of South America as well. 
Um, they kind of have shown clips and news articles yeah. and stuff throughout the movie and the series. And then, uh, you know, and of course in like Nevada and Arizona and that, but they've not heard of them on other continents. So this is like a big deal. Absolutely. And I, you kind of get the impression that Bert kind of thinks he's going in like he, he's prepared for graboids, but he kind of is thinking like, oh, maybe it's just like a really big snake. Well, as you know, if you got graboids. You got ass blasters. Oh, it's the greatest line of the movie. <laughs> greatest line Actually, of the movie. I think it's reversed. I think it's if you have ass blasters, you have graboids. By the way, worth the price of admission right there just for Mike oh, yeah. to spit out that line. Oh, yeah. Totally serious tone. Absolutely. He's never been more serious. Oh, no. He's balls to the wall. <laughs> so, yeah. Essentially, they go to South Africa and have to fight off the guy or uh, destroy the graboids. Basically. Well, not just the Graboids. So they have Graboids there, which are immensely bigger than the North American ones because everything's bigger, bigger in Africa. Everything's bigger in Africa. It's true. Uh, also, a little bit about the physiology of the South African Graboids. They're, uh, so the, the original Graboids have these tentacle tongues. There's three of them that they can kind of reach out, which have teeth of their own and can grab and pull things into their gigantic mouth. Apparently, the South African ones have detachable tongues, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, I'm not going to dive too deep into that. It just, uh, I just kept going, really? Um, yeah, the ass blasters are way bigger than the North American ones. Uh, the North American ones are kind of more dragony looking, like a almost an Eastern dragon kind of look to them, like minus their heads. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Uh, the African ones kind of look like a vagina with teeth and wings <laughs> fact <laughs> it's, it's it's a horrible sight <laughs> yeah uh if if any of you saw men in black three it was two. two men in black two uh there's a creature in the subway named jeff he's got a little flower on his head uh the inside of his mouth with all the teeth in that that's kind of what their entire head looks like uh yeah and then uh we didn't really see the shriekers did we yeah not really Wait, the Shriekers are the detachable things, weren't they? No, the shri- Shriekers are the guys oh, the on chum two chums. legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I don't think we saw them. I think it was just Ass Blasters mm. and uh, the Graboids with their detachable Spin off. So yeah. at any rate, Bert's not alone. He's got Jamie Kennedy, who, I won't lie, Jamie Kennedy, I'm not sure has been more annoying in, an, in any movie. At- oh, you have not seen Son of the Mask. I haven't seen Son of the Mask. He's pretty annoying in this movie. I kind of kept rooting for him to get eaten. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> I know you so, love him. So what was more annoying? Just his one-liners all over the place? Or the uh, the relationship, quote-unquote, he had with uh, the Michonne knockoff? <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so so as far as other characters when they get to Africa. So there there is a little array of characters. There's a spe- spectacular woman. Do you have her name? I uh, don't know. All right, Steve's going to pull her name up here. We should have done more research. Anyway, um, she basically is a knockoff of Michonne from Walking Dead because, let's face it, Michonne is awesome. Uh, Supposedly, she's the veterinarian for uh, this animal preserve out here in Africa where they happen to find the uh, the Graboids. Lucia is her name. Lucia, and she is actually a really cool character. I have to give her props. She somehow manages to shoot an arrow through an apex predator... Uh, iron-plated 
yeah. iron plated hide <laughs> plus that. through a uh, stainless steel countertop and almost into her lover's junk. That's true. There's her lover who's like, uh, how would you explain him? <laughs> kind of a mild mannered. Token black. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, he's kind of a mild mannered missionary, almost. Yeah, like, yeah, he's kind of there to help out with the uh, the preserve and everything as well. But he obviously has like military experience. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, Africa. He kind of have. Yeah, yeah, everybody knows how to work a gun out there. I'm sure it's yeah. true. Uh, there's another character who uh, is, if you saw Chappie, oh, Johan, and if you liked Hippo. Oh the guy God. with the dreadlocks and the partially shaved head who wants his money. Wants my fucking money. <laughs> uh, then you need to see this movie because he's kind of like sidekick. Absolutely, he's the uh, basically hired muscle. He's got the cool little glasses and all that, his and carries are awesome. yeah, carries frown giant, inexplicably large weapons. <laughs> it's true. It's but, true. But you know, he's the badass. He's gotta gotta be there and. Great compliment to Bert and Jamie, who, yeah. I mean, Bert's awesome. Jamie's, uh, what's Jamie's <laughs> um, there's name? Of co- yeah. yeah, there's, of course, uh, the rich South African guy who drugged them out Drugs. there, who, of course, ends up being evil. <gasps> ah, spoiler alert! Yeah. Uh, and then one of my favorite characters is the helicopter pl- pilot. Oh, fuck yeah, that guy. He is so legit. I, Den. Den. He's amazing. I'm pretty sure he has to be South African. Oh, absolutely. I would not be surprised if, like, they were just out there. He kind of landed a copper, copter and was like, what y'all doing? And they're like, you need to be in our movie right now. Like, so, right now. Den Bravers is the character name, played by mm-hmm. Ian Roberts. Uh, basically, he's just starred in South African things. So, yeah, very well may have been that situation where it's like he's flying them out to location. <laughs> and they're like, dude, you're pretty fucking cool. You want to be in the movie? Uh, Sure. <laughs> yeah yeah he's he's spectacular he's by far my favorite character in this in this movie i would agree with that him Bergummer could definitely hang that fuck out i would watch a whole i would watch an entire tv show dedicated to the two of them just killing animals you know large apex predators absolutely absolutely so yeah should we watch it Again? <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, I think we've seen it twice now, actually, now that I think about yes, it. Yes, <laughs> we did. We saw it, we saw it like three days after it came out. If that, yeah. And then, and then we watched it again about a month ago or so, because why not? Exactly. It's, so, so it's pretty good. Before before we, we move on to our next topic of discussion, a couple of things I found completely unbelievable. Oh, go on. In a movie where... <laughs> Where you have subterranean worms that can detach their tongues to hunt you down. Somehow, in South Africa, they had trouble getting guns. That was a little unnerving. Because it's like, oh yeah, we couldn't get in through customs, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure there's guns growing on trees in South Africa. Well, I get I get they couldn't get their guns through customs. Like, that I get. Like, yeah. you know, the South African government's very serious about their weaponry. Absolutely. The fact that when they got there, all they could get in was like a couple of pistols and like... I don't know, some old like revolvers and a shotgun. Yeah. Was I, I, really I've seen the uh, Neil Blomkamp movies. I know you right? can get guns everywhere. But do yeah, do not fear. Phone. Exactly. Do not fear. For those of you who are looking for Burt Gummer in the firefight, it does happen. Our Absolutely. wonderful heroine here, uh, Lucia, who is awesome yeah. with a bow and arrow, happens to find him some semi automatics. Yes. She doesn't want to talk about where they came from. That's right. <laughs> Forget about it. Also, one little note. There's an, a 
adorable little girl, Lucia's daughter, <laughs> who has no place in this movie whatsoever. By the way, there's also a major plot twist in the movie that you can tell in the first three minutes. It's true. Jamie Kennedy is the son Spoiler! Of Spoiler! Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you get it like while well, the credits are still going. Don't, don't even it, pretend. Well, and the fact that he calls him Pops. <laughs> yeah, Pops the whole movie. The entire like, movie. Yeah, it's not exactly a, Luke, I am your father. Oh, and the reveal. Yeah. <laughs> so I know what you were doing in like 1969. Yeah. How do you know that? Show in uh, Pensacola. <laughs> That's probably my one, my least favorite thing about it. Overall, though, I'd say definitely check it out. It's not bad at all. Oh, definitely. Especially yeah. for number five in the series of a movie for sure. where the first one's kind of a cult classic. <laughs> the first one's amazing. Excellent, excellent. So, yeah, Tremors 5. Um, and now comes for the main part of the the uh, the review. The three things we learned from this particular movie. Number one, mm-hmm. this was for me. So what did you learn, Stephen J. Kodrick? Number one, Cradle of Humankind. It's an actual place in South Africa. It's a location. Uh, apparently, it's where 2.3 million years ago, or well, a few years ago, they found <laughs> uh, humanoids from 2.3 million years ago. Yeah, yeah that's it's where all the was it Sue or whatever Lucy, the, Lucy, Lucy, because she's yes. named after Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. That that can't be real. No, that's real. Are you? Wow. Lucy, the Australopithecus, is named after the Beatles song, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Was it discovered by Elton John? Or... <laughs> oh my God, I only hope so. <laughs> and that's why she's was, bedazzled to this day. He was on tour in South Africa, like, oh, what the fuck is this? Oh no, I've tripped. <laughs> oh, I've discovered the legend of mankind. <laughs> so yeah, what, I'm sorry, I should do a little more explaining. Cradle of Humankind comes up as a like a little title card when they're transported to South Africa. It says, Cradle of Humankind, South Africa. And I'm like, that can't be a real place because everybody knows Cradle of Civilization up in uh, uh, the Middle East there, Mesopotamia or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't, what country is that in now? Iraq or something. Iran, maybe. I don't know. I'm not even going to venture yeah. a guess. Anyway. I'm uh, sure we're on a list already for even bringing it up. Uh, public schools. Anyway, <laughs> uh, number two... Oh, by the way, three things I learned from this movie. That, yeah, Cradle of Humankind. Number two, Burt Gummer needs a survivalist show on television. Oh, why is that not already a thing? How come Sci-Fi Network hasn't made up a fake survival show starring... Starring Michael Gross. Michael Gross. <laughs> like, I'm like, there's so much money just left on the table. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, you guys. Uh, the uh, beginning and end of the movie kind of have, like, little... Yeah. Uh, Little bumpers, I guess. For it. It's pretty sweet. Check it out. And of course, number three, if you got ass blasters, you've got graboids. Yeah. So yeah, Tremors Five, Bloodlines, right. released 2015. Check it out. Aren't you going to ask me what I learned from this movie? What did you learn from this movie, sweetie? So I learned that apparently using a longbow and an arrow, you can shoot an arrow through an apex predator and a stainless steel table <laughs> and almost your lover's love parts. <laughs> no, that was number that, one. That's number one. I mean, I, that's a life goal. I want to A, learn how to use a longbow and B, be able to just, just the right shoot it essentially arrow. through an alligator and a stainless steel table and still have like four inches sticking out the other end. Excellent. Yes. Wait, um, I'm not that lover, am I? Because I don't want to be there for like the, the <laughs> William Tell moment of like, ah, too far. 
we'll discuss that at a later junction. <laughs> Number two, what I learned. What did I learn? Oh, I learned that apparently there are no guns in South Africa. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I'm not going to like bet large sums of money on that. <laughs> but hey, I mean, this is everything I learned from movies. And if that's what I learned from this movie, that's what I learned from this movie. Yeah. And the, num- the, the last thing that I learned from this movie is Jamie Kennedy's annoying as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in a, a lot of things anymore. I okay. Truth be told, mm-hmm. Malibu's most wanted. Kind of <laughs> like that movie. You love Jamie Kennedy. Don't pretend uh, like you don't. You were rooting for him this whole movie while I was rooting for him to become no, fertilizer. No, that's that's not true. You kept trying to justify him. Well, I had to. He was one of the stars. <laughs> he was second billing in the movie. Yeah. Besides the dead from Family Ties. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Burt Gummer? It's true. Excellent. So yeah, I would say uh, check out this movie. For sure! Hey everybody, join us on April 10th when we'll be hosting Podcart Fest, a celebration of podcasting and art. With so many incredible artists of all kinds being affected by the pandemic and shutting down of festivals in general, uh, we wanted to bring them together to one incredible virtual festival and give you the opportunity to interact with them directly in their virtual booth, uh, witness them demonstrate their marvelous skills on our live stream, show off some of their new products in their shops, and just have a great fun time in general at Podcart Fest. For the latest information, please follow us at Podcart Fest on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcart Fest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, where you can stay up to date on which podcasters, crafters, actors, painters, directors, creators, and more will be featured. Oh, did I mention it's free? Because Podcart Fest is free. So you can pass that admission fee right along to an artist who needs your help in these desperate times and have a bunch of fun with some amazing personalities while getting some unique gifts and art for yourself or a loved one. Uh, see you soon at Podcart Fest, hosted by Everything I Learned from Movies. Welcome back, everybody. I'm back to uh, probably my favorite portion of this podcast, the beer review. So just so you know, we took a little break between the movie and this. Yeah, that's why there's probably commercials thrown in. Yeah, sorry, I forgot <laughs> to mention that. Welcome to our first podcast. <laughs> first beer for review today is a, it's called Santa's Butt, Santa's Butt Winter Porter from Ridge, Ridgeway Brewing. It is. So this lovely beer is apparently out of the United Kingdom. It's about 6%, has a 78 rating on Beer Advocate. Ooh. Goddamn hipsters. No, um, <laughs> seems like a lot of people are not impressed with this beer online. Ooh. Now... We have not had this beer, so this is going to be the first time we have. So, let's yeah. open it up. We're huge fans of porters, though. Ready? Ready. Ooh. Not too much of a sizzle opening it up. <laughs> I am fighting a cold, so I cannot tell you what it smells like, but I'm sure it smells like porter. Yeah, say it's an English-style porter, apparently, so it'll be dark, roasty, probably on the malty side. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Yeah, be quiet so you guys can hear the uh, pouring there. Yeah, it looks pretty brown in color. Not incredibly dark, but very uh, very similar to the English porter style. And it is an English porter, so keeping you know, we should keep that in mind. It's got a nice little head on it. Ooh, thank you. Served in a wonderful Macy's 8-ball glass. Highball glass. Highball glass. Eight ball. Whatever. Yeah. We're not serving it in proper glasses, (laughs) supposedly. But. Cheers, beautiful. Ding. 
All right. Steve is getting his first impressions here. Oh, that face. Ah, ah. No, actually, his face looks like he's actually enjoying it. Not the best, not the worst. It's um, it's all right. A little bit of a uh, little bit of coffee notes and stuff on it. Yeah, it's one of those things. Oddly enough, the uh, aftertaste is a little better than that initial taste. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, maybe it's because it's been imported. Maybe it's because it's February and this uh, delightful beverage came out it probably around December. <laughs> um, we just found it a couple of weeks ago at at our local uh, beverages and more. Uh, yeah, it's very mild up front, kind of a little lackluster up front, but the finish is nice. You get the, a little bit of coffee in it. You get that ni- those nice like porter caramely, you know, delightfulness. The head stays with it. It does. Yeah. Mine's got a nice little head on it. Get a little nice little beer lacing on the side of my glass here. Yeah. So, would you recommend it? You know, I would recommend it based on the name alone. Yeah. It's got an awesome little graphic of um, a Sunbloom-inspired Santa. If you don't know what that is, look at the uh, Coca-Cola Santa, you know, big chubby, chubby cheeks and that. But he looks a little perturbed. He's got his back to you, kind of looking over his shoulder. And he's got a big, plump derriere kind of right in your face. And he's enjoying a delightful uh, beverage with a frothy head on it as well while reviewing his list. Yeah, very nice. Wow. That's uh, definitely a Santa's butt. It is definitely a Santa's butt. And, you know, I mean, you could give this as a gift to somebody. You could enjoy this at the holidays. Have this, like, you could have this bottle out just to kind of, like, show off. And the beer is not bad. I would drink this again. Yeah, absolutely. And I I remember it being fairly reasonably priced to, like, what, $3 for the bottle? Three or four dollars. Yeah, it wasn't much. Could also be because it was after the holidays. That's true. That is true. It could be priced to sell. (laughs) All right. So Steve is going to entertain you while I run and get our second beverage. Oh, yes. Well, coming up while she's getting that, um, there's a lot of great <laughs> movies coming out in uh, 2016. Again, this is early February. Uh, so we thought we'd go through some of the upcoming movies and uh, share some of our thoughts. And uh, when I say great movies are coming out this year, uh, they could be great. They could be horrible based on uh, some of the things we've seen, you know, previews and rumors and stuff. You know, you get read on all the websites. Unfortunately, not a whole lot of surprises with movies anymore. I don't know. <coughs> Star Wars Force Awakens, of course, everything was super secret. And blah, 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 Forrest coming so out. So secret, I still haven't seen so it. So secret, she still hasn't seen it as of February 6th, I think it is today. Yeah, I know. You can all send me hate mail. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But what I have managed to do, I've managed to avoid all spoilers. In fact, I've kept myself in such a cocoon, I actually haven't even seen a preview for it. Wow. Jar Jar is a Sith Lord. (laughs) 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 I thought it was Leia. (laughs) Ooh, close. No. (laughs) I actually have been refusing to watch previews as much as I can. A lot of previews nowadays just give too damn much away. Oh, I mean, so so the upcoming Batman versus Superman. Oh, my God. I keep seeing previews for it, and I'm like, I have no idea what the plot is, but I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to know this yet. (laughs) Like maybe. I straight up see things where I'm like, yeah, I'm. I don't think I'm. Su- I think this is supposed to be a reveal. Or maybe Batman was dead the whole time. <gasps> maybe he's in a coma and this is his dream. This is, this is his morphine-based dream. <laughs> so I do not imagine that this is going to be a good movie at all. Well, 
even we'll, a little bit. We will get to that. It is I, coming out in about a month. I'm just saying, I personally do cannot imagine. I will be so, so happy to be like, oh, mud on my face. Oh, it came out awesome. If that is true, I will be so happy. You have no idea. But what I am happy for is that this is part of a timeline. And all right, I am not a super hardcore comic nerd. I did go to art school, so I was around them for quite a bit. But uh, from my understanding that this timeline where Batman and Superman, Batman thinks that Superman has too much power, Superman sees Batman as a threat because him being Bruce Wayne, spoiler alert! What? I know! Uh, has like purchased like all of the kryptonite and is like the only one who could take him da- take Superman down. This leads to a whole world where essentially they kind of like destroy the planet and... Uh, if they fall through with that timeline and then they end up like, I don't know, going to like another dimension to like find an earth that's like exactly the same and being like, all right, let's not fuck this one up. Uh, and I'm sure all you, uh, the hardcore nerds out there are just screaming, going, you have it wrong. But at any rate, I'd be excited for this plot line. What little I know about it sounds like an interesting plot line. Even if this particular movie is terrible, it could be a catalyst for, for good stuff. For things to come. Yeah. Interesting. Well, let's start off on a good note. Mm-hmm. The first one I have on this list comes out next weekend, Deadpool. We uh, we had the blessed opportunity to watch that the other night in a little yes, preview screening. Um, yes, we did. What were your thoughts of the movie Deadpool starring Ryan Reynolds as the uh, titular uh, Merc with the Mouth, I believe um, is the, uh, the term, the uh, anti-hero, anti-superhero that... Uh, has incredible powers and uses them with little to no responsibility whatsoever. <laughs> All right, so my opinions on this movie. <laughs> it's amazing. It is amazing. It's it's hilarious. It's R-rated. It's everything it should be and more. Ryan Reynolds perfectly cast as Deadpool. Perfectly cast. I'd say pretty much everybody's perfectly cast in this film, in my opinion. Now, having seen it once, I would say, uh, spoiler alert, the unicorn is pretty amazing. <laughs> Every scene he's in, just are great scenes. Ba- basically, any movie, the scene with the unicorn, that's going to be Izzy's favorite. There's a lo- My favorite movies don't involve unicorns, though. There are absolutely no unicorns in Big Trouble in Little China. That may be true. It's true. I'll, I'll, I may have to watch it again just to double check, but... Yeah, pretty sure. There's yeah, no, no, there's no movie. unicorns. Anyway, Deadpool. I mean, unless so. you count Kurt Russell as a unicorn, him being the like one in a million, who's just ah. it's all in the reflexes. Yeah, it is. Ah. But anyway, so, back to Deadpool. Deadpool. Deadpool is a great, great movie. Go give them your money. Yes. It's worth every bit. Uh, just so you know, this is not a movie you probably want to take kids to. No. It is a hard R. It is a hard R for language. A lot of sexual references. In it is a hard R for violence. It is a hard R for sexual reference. Now, Praise as... Boom. Yes. <laughs> it, as somebody who grew up in a family where movies weren't off limits, I could watch R-rated movies really at any age. Um, my parents didn't have a problem with a lot of violence. My mom's not a big fan of gore, and I'm not either. So I was kind of shied away from really gory, entrails, torture porn movies. But... uh you know, they weren't like we could watch them, and my parents had no problem with language, uh, but r- it's really, really heavily sexualized. Absolutely. If you are a grown ass adult, you are going to find it hilarious. Absolutely. You do not want to have to explain it to your nine year old. No. 
Yeah, there was what a eight, eight or nine year old girl there at the. Oh, there's like a seven year old in the front row. Younger. Yeah. Oh, oh, front row. I didn't catch that one. Yeah, there were a couple, and it was like, you may want to pre-saw this one, but then again, maybe they couldn't get a babysitter. Not gonna lie. Maybe, maybe, but yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, anyone over the age of, I'll say, fifteen, go see this movie. You'll love it. You may still have to explain a couple of things, but they're things you're going to have to learn anyway. Yeah, you, you can find it on uh, Urban Dictionary or <laughs> you know, one of those sites. That's a great job. Anyway. Yeah, um, the, the Women's Appreciation Day specifically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You'll see the movie, go you'll see, understand, and you'll go, yeah. Go don't. see it. Five stars. Yeah. It's my movie of 2016. Then For again, sure. it's the only movie. I've seen this year so far. <laughs> now, I said something quite controversial to Steve as we were exiting the theater. Mm. And I'm going to go ahead and stand by it for now. I think I need to see it a few more times to fully cement it. But I'm going to say I liked it as much as I liked uh, Dark Knight. In fact, maybe I liked it a little bit more. Mm. That's controversial. Controversial. No, Dark Knight is an amazing film. It's wonderful. It's delightful. You'll like it for different reasons. Absolutely. Exactly. You'll like it for different reasons. They both have great action scenes. I personally, though, will go for the comedy over the drama. And uh, I was laughing the entire way through this film. Agreed. Uh, I was right there next to her. And... Everyone fe- fears the T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go see the movie. All the references were thrown. <coughs> also coming out next week is uh, another movie, uh, Zoolander 2. Now, Ugh. the original came out 15 years ago. It's true. And uh, this new one's coming out. Is it too late for a Zoolander 2? I don't know. Just a moment. We have a visitor. All right. Welcome back. So uh, Steve's roommate just walked through, and she's lovely but not feeling well. She has either Salmonella or Giarda. Uh, yeah, poor girl. Her name's Chelsea, by the way. She may join us on uh, future podcasts, but Yay. yeah, she's recovering right now. So yeah, Zoolander 2. Zoolander 2. Um, too little too late. Yeah, f- uh, 15 years later, it's like, uh, first one was okay. No, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the first one, but that might just be me. I was not either. I mean, it was funny, but it was kind of like a, in my opinion, like a flash in the pan. And I know there's a bunch of people out there who are going to hate that. But that was my opinion of it. This one I actually have seen previews for. And I mean, I think, judging by the previews, if the funniest stuff isn't just in the previews, (laughs) it'll probably be as funny as the first one. Yeah, yeah. It just, like, they just waited a really long time. Like, everybody who's heard of it has children now. That's true. Yeah. And everybody who hasn't heard of it is a child now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, good for them, making money. I mean, you know, like, a couple years ago, Anchorman 2 did the same thing 10 years later, and it got mixed reviews. I actually liked Anchorman 2, but... I did as well. Excellent. It, it, the, the problem was it wasn't Anchorman. That's true. And everybody wanted it to be Anchorman. Yeah. And then Dumb and Dumber 2, 20 years later, came out last year. I didn't see it. I did. I know you watched it with Alicia, your yeah, cousin. Yeah, it was it was okay. But, but I know again, she liked it quite a bit. Well, you know, I don't, I'm sure she's seen the first one. I don't think she has. Hmm, it's unfortunate. Um, there's another movie coming out March 25th that's kind of along the same line. Uh, it's My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2. Definitely too late. Yeah, well, only 15 years after the... Uh, the smash hit original the first one is good it's fun it's total chick flick i totally see why like that is a movie i will totally be like hey mom happy birthday here's a dvd of it because you had it on vhs um (laughs) (laughs) uh 
you know, like my mom will probably be happy to see the second one. I don't know. The my big fat Greek wedding was a fun is a is a fun little film. It's really fun. A lot of the laughs and the, the and stuff in it uh, were funny because they kind of caught us off guard and like yeah. their whole thing. The the like it running was the theme hit nobody saw coming. Exactly, kind of and like the running theme with the Windex and that. And my fear oh, is God. that my fear is that they're going to get like they're just going to try and drag that double down on it. Double down on it, and that never equals fun. Hey, there's a little puppy here to visit me little four pound yorkie named lucy who's cute and snuggly <laughs> it's true Alrighty, so before right. we move on to our next one would you like to try Ooh. another beer good sir i would absolutely i have uh, a little cup while, here for while us you're, uh, getting that ready i'll finish this off for you Alrighty. so the second beer that we chose to review for this is uh, black toad dark ale now you may be going, I've never heard of Black Toad Dark Ale. This is one of those kind of no-name beers you see at uh, on one of the lower shelves at Trader Joe's. All right, here we go. We're going to open it up. Yeah. Uh, it is a dark ale. And uh, I have actually had this beer before, as has Steve. Oh, absolutely. Um, but before we go into our impressions, this one here has an 81 on Beer Advocate. Ooh, this goddamn so hipsters. Better than Santa's butt? Yeah. A lot of really <laughs> positive reviews. A lot of people just basically going like, oh, I wasn't expecting this to be a good beer. Yeah. Well, for, uh, what, $6 six-pack at Trader Joe's? Yeah. I mean, mm. if you like good beer and you're on a budget, like I always am because my ass is poor, uh, I love the Trader Joe's beers. A lot of them I know are made by Firestone Walker and Gordon Biersch. And uh, why wouldn't you like it? Yeah, so I'm going to do a little pour here. Maybe you can hear it. Seems to be registering. Ooh. This has got a nice head. Almost the same color as the Santa's butt. Yeah. Nice dark ale. Nice dark brown. There we go. Yeah. Thank you, beautiful. All right. It's got a real creamy head on it. What are your impressions? Mm. Good, uh, Good, smooth lager finish. Got a little bit of the chocolate and caramel. I don't know. It's very similar, but a little smoother than uh, Santa's butt. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like an like uh, the flavor profile of like an amber ale, but yeah, with a little more caramel, a little more chocolate. Like yeah. you almost get like a Hershey's chocolatey on the front with mm. it. Like a Hershey's Kiss, yeah. Yeah. I totally get Like that. kind of a milk chocolatey. It's not like a full like dark, dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah, not real cacao kind of powder. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely a beer I would enjoy just coming home from work, popping one open. it go with pretty much any meal you could make. Yeah. It's just a good like middle of the road beer. If you're crazy hophead, I don't imagine you're going to like this. No, it's a little yeah. on the maltier end. Very malt forward, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, but those tend to be the beers we enjoy. Yeah, that's true. All right, next movie coming up. All right. March 4th, another sequel, because that's dun, dun, most dun. of what comes out in Hollywood nowadays. It's true. London Has Fallen. Now, you uh, and I have both seen Olympus Has Fallen. We have. We also saw White House Down. Which was essentially the same movie, except same. one was kind of tongue-in-cheek action comedy and the other was incredibly full of itself. Alrighty, so first off, if you don't know what we're talking about, Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down are two movies that came out at the exact same time about assaults two on... years ago? Was it two years ago? Three? Maybe I don't know. Three? A couple yeah. years ago. Um, 
about the White House is under assault by insert foreign bad guy. Or wasn't one of them yeah. domestic terrorists? Yeah. Uh, Either of, way. One of them was North Korean, and I think the other was like Middle Eastern helped by Secret Service or something. Yeah. Yes, and I remember the one where it was North Korea was supposed to be Chinese, and the Chinese ended up funding the project, exactly. so they changed it to North Korea at the last minute. That yeah. was a big thing. But basically, the in both movies, the only man who can save the president is kind of a fallen soldier, like trying to get back on his feet. Like, good guy, big heart, has made some mistakes, and he's the only one who can basically save our world. Now, in Olympus Has Fallen, it was played by Gerard Butler. It's true. Uh, defending President Aaron Eckhart. Um, yeah. And, spoiler alert, they both make it to the end of the movie. What? Uh, so, London Has Fallen, apparently... Gerard Butler is now on, I guess, on like a diplomatic mission. He's now part of the Secret Service, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And again, defending President Aaron Eckhart in London. Oh, now he's got to be his like right hand man, his most trusted help. I would assume so. And if they're really any kind of movie makers, they'll have to throw in something much like the the third act like lovers tryst you always see where the lovers have a miscommunication and then that's what causes the conflict i'm guessing around the third act they're gonna think that uh aaron eckhart's going to think that he's been betrayed by his closest and most loyal friend but then at the end of the day we're gonna find out he really had pure intentions the whole time possibly very possible (laughs) however I feel there was a missed opportunity with this movie mm-hmm. because it should be called London Bridge Has Fallen. Oh. I feel like that was the working title, and then they're like, that's really fucking stupid. And I'm sure Paul McCartney probably owns the rights to that song and all of the lyrics. Ooh, he probably does. Oh, that clever Beatle. <laughs> or perhaps the estate of Michael Jackson. I don't know. I'm not super excited. I can wait till it comes out on Netflix. Especially since the uh, director is Mr. Babak Najafi. Well, oh, what's that? What's oh, he from, Steve? Oh, you don't know what he's done before? Um, tell us, tell us. He's done Easy Money 2, Hard to Kill. Ooh. Oh, you've never heard of that one either? Mm. I'm not sure I've heard of Easy Money. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I, I don't recall Easy Money. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it'll be great. Wait, wait, my thing isn't, there's an Easy Money 2. My thing is, there's an Easy Money? <laughs> an Easy Money? Yes. Oh, and I'm sorry. Yeah, the original Olympus, uh, Olympus Has Fallen was directed by uh, Academy Award winning director Antoine Fuqua, who did Training Day and then a bunch of bad movies afterwards. Which Training Day? The Training Day. Denzel Washington. <laughs> Come on now. Stop it. Stop it. Devil's Advocate. <laughs> no, he did not direct The Devil's Advocate. Yeah, yeah, he did not direct Devil's Advocate. That, that movie was a goddamn American treasure. You that movie that. is spectacular, and I'm not sure Pacino's ever been more Pacino. Oh my god. that We'll save that one for another podcast, because that movie is I've said too much. incredible. <laughs> a couple of weeks after that, the aforementioned Batman vs. Superman, uh, Justice. That's an the, eye roll that you heard. That's what that uh, was. Um... Not incredible. That was not a mode of ecstasy. Movie, but I'm glad I've already seen it by watching the trailer. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like watching the trailers. We've seen this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm excited for the potential universe this could open up. Uh, the only downside is that universe will probably never actually open up because nobody will see this movie. It will beat. Uh, what did we watch the other night that only opened twenty six thousand dollars? Trespass. 
Yeah. It'll beat Trespass for lowest opening. <laughs> mm, that's pretty much impossible. They've thrown a lot of promotion into that, whereas Trespass, nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> that's true. You attach Batman's name to it, and that's an easy billion exactly. with a B. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Batfleck? Ben Affleck playing Batman. I feel like I'm, Ben I'm Affleck... I'm okay with it. I'm not. I just... He... A bunch of people are going to hate me for this. I don't find him interesting as an actor. He's good playing, like, dad of angsty teen. And what movie was that? Like, no, I'm saying he would be good <laughs> as a dad of an angsty teen. Okay. Like, you know, he should be, he should be like somebody's dad, one of the, like, Jubilee's dad in the X-Men. Oh, my God. Oh, the, the the drunkard that throws stuff and forces her out of the home? Yeah. I've, I've seen the TV series. I know yeah. what's up. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I just... I just find him kind of boring. Like, I don't... For me, personally, he doesn't have a screen presence. And I, I mean, like, that's just me personally. Okay. I can see why people like him. Like, he's not bad looking and... That's true. Yeah. I mean, he, it's not like he fumbles his lines. It just... I don't get excited when he jumps on screen. And so, like, for a character who's supposed to be really exciting, Batman... I just feel like, like, and in this part of the universe, Batman is getting older because it starts going into the Batman Beyond and that. True, true. Um, but I just feel like there are other actors of that age who'd be more interesting. Like Christian Bale? I mean... Or I figured he was pretty much done with it and... Probably. I'm sure he's just like, yeah. <laughs> cashed my checks. Exactly. Ooh. George Clooney? reprising his role there we go maybe maybe (laughs) he could just apologize anyway it's too late now it's true you know who should be batman michael j fox that too put a pin in that no (laughs) the rock oh stop it as batman stop it he's already everything else i know can't take batman too yeah but how erect would your penis be if he was he's gonna be uh black adam in the shazam movie or something anyway shut up oh wait are are we gonna have a reprisal of roles for shazam as well what isn't uh wasn't that Shaq's movie that was kazam and he was a genie in that movie oh okay he's close though (laughs) <laughs> all so, right thoughts so, for another po- moment so so my dream of this okay. whole uh batman v superman thing is this spinning off into death of superman where shaquille o'neal reprises his role as john henry irons the <gasps> third yeah aka steel steel and then you have the four versions of superman that's the only way you can get more clusterfuckedly stupid than this movie is probably going to be oh no 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 wait 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 i got it okay because there's still one Superman you're missing. Nicholas Cage. There is a bizarre. There is bizarre. Well, there's Bizarro Man. Uh, bizarro Superman. Okay. And Nicholas Cage has been wanting to be Superman for a really long time. God, he has. And who's crazier than fuck? And, and look, crazier than Nick Cage. Yeah, he's looking for work. That's for sure. He's kind of chunky and derpy looking now. Okay. Nicholas <laughs> Cage is an American icon. You need. Yes, he you, is. You need to stop talking about bellies and receding hairlines you tell me i'm wrong and i'll stop saying it however and i'm saying bizarro superman also known as nicholas cage anyway that's another sequel down the line in the (laughs) dc cinematic universe (laughs) so then a couple weeks later comes a movie called the boss starring uh melissa melissa mccarthy who you may remember from any chick no 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 no, wait stop stop right there you know her as suki from the gilmore girls 
Melissa McCarthy? Yeah. She's Suki from the Gilmore Girls. I'm I'm sorry, you're talking to a heterosexual male. Do Yeah. What are the Gilmore Girls? <laughs> uh, Steve's obviously just like out of the zeitgeist. All I know is Lauren Graham is in it. Yeah, and, and Suki is, is her cute and perky chef friend. Oh, okay. Who's Melissa McCarthy? Also in this movie is Sir Peter Dinklage. Yeah! Um, and basically, from what I can tell, it's a comedy kind of based on the Martha Stewart story where she, like, goes to jail. Goes to jail. Hits a gardener and, and goes to jail. There's a whole uh, embezzlement. Embezzlement. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Basically, she goes to jail and tries to gain back her uh, home furnishings. Oh, my God. This sounds amazing. Yeah, that's all I kind of got from it. Um, I'm not excited for it, but. Yeah, I'm. I am. I will see anything Peter Dinklage is in. God, I have. Yeah, pixels <laughs> and oh my god, what was the tiptoes? Tiptoes. Oh my god, oh god. <laughs> tiptoes. That's, that's that's another episode. <coughs> Just that's crazy. All right. Yeah. So the boss coming out early April. Not seen any previews for it, but based on the Neither description, have I. I am the in. Description. I am in. Uh, the week after that comes a uh, barbershop. The next cut. Sweetie, how many of the barbershop movies have you seen? Um, let's see. If you carry the one, <laughs> divided by the square root of, uh, I think I saw the previews for the second one. Mm. Well, Barbershop is, of course, uh, starring Ice Cube as a barber. Um, wait, no, wait, wait. There's a barber in Barbershop? I know. All, all three of them. This, uh, this Barbershop, the next cut, I hopefully completes the trilogy. Uh, the first two were in uh, 2002 and 2004. Mm-hmm. I'm mildly excited by this one, only because the director is Malcolm D. Lee, who you may know as Spike Lee's cousin, uh, but he also directed Undercover Brother, one of the greatest movies oh, of all time. Oh, okay. Um, but that's all I got. So Ice Cube's career arc, you know, Straight out Compton came out. You blah, like blah, blah. me. You really like me. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> So came out gangster rap in the late eighties, early nineties. Oh, I was actually no, that was Cuba Gooding Jr. who did the "You Really Like Me," just like the Sally Field. I apologize. Was that? Uh, I'm getting know. my cubes confused. <laughs> 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 yes, I, Ice Cube the rapper, as opposed to Cuba Gooding Jr. I apologize. Cu- I'm I, a horrible I, racist for ooh, confusing the cubes. Ice Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, yeah. um, can can we breed them together? <laughs> think they would be opposed to that <laughs> but you never know so his career arc total gangster rap big mm-hmm. thug blah 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 then he did movies like are we there yet <laughs> so all that and now it's like eh, back to the barbershop movies mm-hmm. is, is that weird anybody else i don't know maybe, maybe he's grown and matured and well honey all right so i am i am not the knowledgeable person on this but did he have any friends who happened to get gunned down between his gangster rap and Are We There Yet? Mm. Did he did he maybe see some of his friends start epic rap battles that they could not complete and he maybe went, you know what I like more than blood? Money. Money. Yes. <laughs> I like producing lots of stuff. You know what's better than being shot? Starring lots in, and lots of cocktail waitresses. <laughs> starring in Triple X Two. Yeah. <laughs> I did watch that movie with you. Yeah, but yeah. Same weekend as Barbershop, the next cut. Uh, the Jungle Book. Ooh, isn't this one supposed to be horribly racist? Uh, I think that's the only thing I've heard about it. 
Possibly? But, I mean, The Jungle Book isn't exactly culturally sensitive. <laughs> True. Well, Kipling. we all remember the early 90s version starring Jason Scott Lee, Carrie Ells, Lena we? Hetty. The cool ones it. of us did. did you not watch the live I action never jungle watched book? The li- no. I believe I saw some ads for it. My mom went, Are you interested in that? And I'm like, No, you can just get me the Disney version. I'm good. Yeah, so you were like eight or nine years old at the time, so that's probably I, I also had read the Rupert Kipling anthology. Rudyard Kipling. Rudyard Kipling. Well, I read the Kipling anthology. It's one of the few books I've actually read. It's it's pretty pretty spectacular. He's a good writer. this one though comes from uh, director John Favreau, who did, excuse me, the Iron Man movie, and he, he he's Wait, a lot. Wait, which Iron Man movie? The first one. Oh, okay, because I was say, if it's Iron Man, where he just sits and cries in his car the whole time. That would be Iron Man 3, and that was actually Shane Black, so... So somebody needs to slap that man, because Iron Man doesn't cry. That's true. I mean, he does, apparently, but he's not supposed to. Yeah, yeah this Iron is Man and Deadpool need to get together. It's true. <laughs> they need to get drunk at a party together. Yes, Iron Man and Deadpool crossover. That would be awesome. Oh, my God. I was so waiting for that. The <laughs> movie. The spoiler alert. It doesn't happen. No. Um, well, aren't they different universes? The Marvel Cinematic Universe? You know, it's oh, they're both Marvel? Okay. Yeah, remember Colossus? That's X-Men. right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Colossus and Deadpool. There we go. Um, spoiler. Anyway, Jungle Book, uh, starring the voice talents of Scarlett Johansson, Idris Elba, Bill Murray, Christopher Walken, Sir Ben Kingsley. Uh, basically, it sounds like it's just going to be a CGI Jungle Book. I mean, uh, that's a good. Pass. It's a good voice yeah. cast. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Scarlett Johansson's voice is in it. I mean, that's gotten Academy Award nods before with movies like yeah, her. It's true. I'm not too excited about it. I'm not going to lie. Alrighty. We can wait for Netflix. Uh, fun fact. Uh, next year, 2017, there's another Jungle's, Jungle Book movie what? in the works called Jungle Book Origins. Uh, this one will be directed by uh, CGI demigod Andy Serkis. Ooh. Um, has the voice talents of Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, and the Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. Um, this will be another episode, too, but... Didn't they make this movie already? <laughs> the the where they have similar movies like in consecutive years where it's like isn't this the exact same movie? That... You mean you mean like uh, I'm trying to think of the volcano movies in the 90s. Oh god, Dante's, Dante's Peak, Peak and Volcano. And Volcano, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is this is how Hollywood works. Yeah. Also, Disney's The Jungle Book. Does it need to be retold? I don't know. Well, this is the origin stories. So obviously this is going to be uh Poor little Mowgli's mom who has to fling him into the forest because of oppression? I mean, and then, like, how come a bear didn't just snack upon him? Like, the little Dorito bag he would be? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's absolutely true. By the way, bears in the jungle? They're bears in the jungle. Sun bears? Yeah, sun bears. uh, the, uh, The Asiatic black bear, which is bigger than our black bears, but smaller than our grizzly bears. Hmm. Interesting. Which are grizzly bears or brown bears? I need to read up on my bears. But are there blue bears? Asiatic black bear. Okay, And those cute little snuggly sun bears. They're so small and snuggly. Also coming up, April 22nd, (laughs) The Huntsman, Winter's War. I feel like this movie already came out. Mm -hmm. This is, of course, the sequel to... uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. I did not watch it. I did, unfortunately. 
Ha ha, um, you did, fell for it. <laughs> they did take my recommendation, though, with this sequel, mm-hmm. and they took Kristen Stewart out of the movie. Hey! And so now it's called The Huntsman, and apparently it's like a prequel involving uh, Chris Hemsworth as The Huntsman, Charlize Theron as blah, blah, blah. I, you know what? I'm losing interest just talking about it. I, it's a sexy love triangle between be a guardian movie. who's spectacular with his staff and an elderly queen who just needs some comfort. Oh, and they throw in, uh, I think it was Emily Blunt, who's playing, like, the White Queen or whatever. Like, uh, apparently there's going to be, like, a love triangle. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a couple weeks after that, though, shit starts to get real with the summer lineup. Captain America, Civil War. Captain America and Soldiers of the Future. <laughs> don't, don't fucking tease me. <laughs> Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future would be an amazing movie. Yeah, it I'll would. be sure to direct it. It really, really would. In the meantime, though, we have Captain America Civil War, which basically for me is like, I'm sure it'll be great, but how long until we start the actual Avengers Affinity War thing? Is it two years? Is it three years? Let's just get the shit going. I like, <laughs> all right, so I like Captain America. I think they're doing a great job with it. But yeah, I'm kind of wondering, like, like Iron Man, the first one is spectacular. Yeah. Second one is super fun. The third one, we're like, all right, we're over it. Like, how much farther can you push this character before we get bored? And I'm afraid they're doing that with Captain America. Yeah, this is very similar to the Batman versus Superman thing where it's like the good guys going against each other. And it's just like, okay, yeah, great. Well, and, and the whole thing, like Captain America, let's face it, he's not a super deep character. Yeah, yeah, he's he- just... American ideal, you know, yeah. like for what's good and like, blah, blah, blah. There's not a bunch you can, like, there's not a bunch you want to pull out of him. We just kind of want him to be the good guy. Yeah. And so, yeah, Get they just need to, like, Nazis. yeah, I mean, they've got everything in place. Just go ahead and do it before we lose interest. Because that's yeah. what's going to happen is it's going to be like uh, Tom Cruise syndrome where you see it a bunch, you see it a bunch, you see it a bunch. And then he actually makes a good movie and nobody goes and sees it. Yeah. And I'm talking about Day After Tomorrow? Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Slash Live, Die, Repeat. Slash. Why did they change it to that stupid <laughs> fucking title? Because because, Ed- it, because it was a stupid title. <laughs> yeah. Edge of Tomorrow is better than Live, Die, Repeat. But well, Edge of Tomorrow was a good film. All right. And speaking of American heroes. Okay. The following week comes out Snowden. The uh, Oliver Stone movie about, of course, patriot hero of... Releasing all the documents, blah, blah, blah. Here's the real question. Stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Nicolas Cage is in it. I do like both of them a lot. However, will anybody see it? No. Yeah, probably not. I mean... Which is unfortunate, because I'm sure it'll be a great movie. I like... Oliver Stone may not have the best movies in the world, but they're always kind of provocative. Well, they're interesting. Yeah. Whether they're good or they're bad, they're still interesting. I mean, I saw, like, Savages, and I thought that was a stupid fucking movie, but the same, it had things in it mm-hmm. that were like, okay, yeah. these are these are topics, but, yeah, uh, he's really kind of fallen off, unfortunately. Yeah, but, I mean, the whole thing is that, like, we can now see Snowden, like, he's doing, like, Skype he's interviews, Skype, yeah. <laughs> so... Do we really think he's a hero? I mean, I get it. Like, he did a bunch of stuff and whatever. People are very divided on whether what he did was good or bad. Did it break that many waves? Or was it kind of stuff we already kind of knew? It's very similar to that movie we watched last year, The uh, the Fifth State or whatever, where Benedict Cumberbatch State, yeah. was the WikiLeaks guy. Yeah, and it's just like... And that was, again, okay. Well, it was but. good actors. It just... 
how interesting really is that story? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, got I mean, it's interesting for like a reader's digest and, article. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, 90 to 120 minute movie. Mm. You know what they should do? They should take all these stories and they should do one of those like montage movies where it's like four different directors and like four rooms. What are we talking about? Yeah, kind of a thing. But, you know, like, like you know, it's like American heroes who are almost forgotten. And so you got like a half an hour. <laughs> a little 20 minute snippets or whatever. Yeah, and... yeah. I mean, all right. So the Fifth Estate, you could condense that down into 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And, you know, and then, yeah. And then probably like the Snowden movie. You could probably condense that down into like 30 minutes. You get a couple more of these guys in and you actually could have like a really provocative movie where you've got, cause you've got all of them, even though they're not working together, you've got what, what they're fighting for coming like in one big wave crashing on you. Mm, so hot when you say it that way. Yeah, I know. The following week though, <laughs> comes a movie that I am actually pretty fucking excited about because of the preview. Uh, it's called the nice guys comes out May 20th. Uh, it's Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe. Uh, from director Shane Black, mm-hmm. director of Iron Man 3, but also Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and the writer of Lethal Weapon. and all, Nice. Blah, blah, blah. Basically set back in the 70s, and it looks like one of those good cop, bad cop kind of taking revenge. Very mm-hmm. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and it's kind of feel. Go check out the preview, and you'll see why I'm so excited about it. Okay. It, I have it, not seen the preview for this. It looks like American Hustle meets kiss kiss bang bang which i'm really excited about all right um but yeah you haven't seen the preview so nope anyway check it out let me know what you think all right so let's save the rest of these for our next podcast oh but i've got so many i know he no joke has a like a stack of papers in front of him here (laughs) but we're gonna save a bunch of them for later we're gonna go enjoy the rest of these beers because they're delicious absolutely and uh, until next time, watch some movies and remember what you've learned from these movies. Everything I've learned from movies. Everything I learned from movies. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs>